Before this episode, we wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Wajuk Noongar people. We wish to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're joined by your usual hosts, Jeff and Sean. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six of season four. Yeah, see, we promised we'd come back and we did. We have. We have come back. And we're back with two dogs again. <laughs> Damn two it. different dogs. Oh. And we've got an extra person at the table we do, today. But we, we can't bring them in until the, our segment. Correct. Um... But today's episode is going to be a treat for your ears. I am so excited to share this conversation with you all. Um, We had the privilege of sitting down and talking with Kira from Style Counselor, um, who for those of you that would know, I had my colors and style done by her. And I just think that her message around self-acceptance and how we dress and our relationships with our clothes is so important for us, especially those who have a bit of an issue with our bodies. And I think just listening to her, you can't help but feel warm and invited. In. She's so vivacious oh, and I'm just full of life. Like I desperately want to be her friend. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool so cat, much hey. fun. Mum rung me afterwards and she's like, you just sound so full of life. I was like, I'm invigorated. Yeah. So she, much to learn. So much to learn. And we know that you love to learn. I do. Little nerd. Except I did feel very like I don't know, vulnerable in that situation. I was like, oh my God, so many things that you subconsciously don't realize you do Mm -hmm. and why you do them and the psychology behind it. And I'm sure you're all going to listen and feel the exact same. Yeah. So trigger warning for that. You will feel slightly exposed. And also part of the conversation will touch on the topic of um, suicide and death by suicide. So just as a heads up, that is also in there. Um, So please take care of yourselves if you need to. But um, hey, Jess. Hey, hey, hey. Um, this episode's pretty long, so just briefly, how are you? I'm all right, babe. I'm Great. all right. Flaring hard, um, <laughs> but uh, okay. We'll save that for another episode because, yeah. like we said, it's a big, long, juicy one. Absolutely. But before we talk to Kira, we need to hop to our favourite segment. Absolutely, because it's time for the fun fact follow-up. Stunning. For the fun fact follow-up, we have a special guest. We do. Because it is a hot fun fact <laughs> that came into the DMs immediately. <laughs> Mr. Old Mate. The old Mate is here. Hello, ladies. Hey! Hey! <laughs> There's a voice to the I name. Had to, I had to come exists. in. He yeah. is a real person. It's He's definitely real. He is so real and he has hot facts. Hot facts. So we spoke about, I don't know how we got talking about koalas. Oh, Adelaide. yes. Adelaide. Talking about Sean leaving Aunt me. I am very depressed, but that's okay. We'll talk about my feelings next week. Um, Sean is moving to Adelaide and we were speaking about koalas and Zach seeing a koala. Mm-hmm, in the bush. And old mate mm. having rescued some koalas. Yes, oh. yes. That's how it came up. Yeah. And then yeah. old mate was like, I've got some koala fun fact follow-up. And we love a fun fact. So uh, old mate, why don't you just dump us in with all the fun facts that you got for us? Okay, well, first to set the record straight, no koalas were rescued by me. <laughs> <physically>. <laughs> 
Um, no, but this is specific koala facts to Kangaroo Island. Okay. So very specific. Yes. Firstly, which is where you were. Yeah. Yes. So why were you over there then, if you weren't that was saving the, the koalas? Oh, well, clean up, clean up for the bushfires. So 2019, oh. 2020, those massive bushfires that were sort of sweeping across Australia. Yep. Uh, Kangaroo Island, maybe 50 percent burned down. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. And that was in your. Army role. Yes, Army Reserve. Not career. as a firefighter. No. No. no that's what triggered the I see. What a career. Look at that. Yeah. Those koalas, babe. Those koalas. Okay, fun okay. facts for koalas. Please okay. go. <clears throat> well, to begin, uh, koalas aren't naturally on Kangaroo Island, so they're not endemic. Okay. They were introduced there to try to protect them while they were dwindling in South Australia, I think. Eight of, eight of them were taken there. And that led to a genetic bottleneck, mm. which led to the majority of them having one testicle <laughs> on Kangaroo Island. So, mm. sorry. Wait, hang on. Why sorry. did I have one nut? Because, sorry. Yes. Why, why? I thought, no, wait, hold up. I did not read this fun fact properly. <laughs> That's why so, I sent it to you. Yeah. It's so funny because so, I had one ball. No, so I thought that was like on purpose. So I thought that they were like oh, a no. vet went in oh, and same. sterilized oh, they do, So they do sterilize them. They've sterilised them. No, that, yeah, they have been for a long but time. But so, hang on. So, is one nut just reduce your fertility? Yeah, so they have 50% fertility. Just they have one Because they have one less testicle. Because of... But that was a natural occurrence. That was a natural m- mutation which was already occurring in the eight that were taken there. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oops. So, why, so, but why did they lose a nut? In it was just a mutation. It was just genetics, It's a genetic bottleneck. Once it's brought down to only a few. Yeah. Anything that's prevalent has a high chance of continuing. And it, genetics. It did. Yeah. Genetics. Dominant. Science. Recessive. Yeah. <laughs> Stunning. Um, but anyway, they were also f- sterilizing them. Mm-hmm. And then the fires came through and wiped them from about 50,000 to under 10,000. Whoa. Yeah, so. Not many koalas. Not many koalas. Sad. No, so they've got to keep a tab on them and make sure they're doing all right. Are they adding in new ones? Um, with better I'm testicles? Not sure. I'm not <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, they can stop sterilizing them now. Yeah. There's not many left. Less work. Yeah. Jesus. Well, we need a few two nuts to hop over there. Yeah, double nuts. <laughs> double whammies. I actually, I didn't read that fact properly when you well, sent it to me. There you go. I literally thought they had gone in and purposefully, purposefully chopped Taking a nut, a nut off Same. Because there were too many of them. I read it as though there were 50,000. They were like, too many. So we're like, quick, take a nut. Yeah. But they I just did they that just, themselves. I think they just were injecting them. Somehow sterilizing them. I'm not sure how. They might so have they been didn't remove the them. nut, though. They might have been removing the one nut that they already had. But even when you do, like, castrate an animal, you don't... Oh, no, you do. I'll take it back. <laughs> Does Nanook have Does... nuts? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of a male castration, like a human. Yeah, okay. They still have testicles. They do, yeah. They just... Bundy, please stop talking. He wants to be involved. He's like, oh, mate's on. He's like, my nuts are gone too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, koala. At least you get half. All right. Anyway, that was a great fun fact. I always just had to hot drop in for that. Yeah, thanks for the little science Thank you so much. You little nerd. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But we'll definitely have to have you back on. Just not today. Yes. Promise? Sounds good. He's not promising. He's not promising. He's not promising. Let us know in the comments if you want to hear more from old mate. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll skip past this bit. (laughs) All right. All right. On that note, we're going to hop to our interview now with the wonderful, very amazing, super stylish Kira. Take care. Bye.
Welcome to the podcast, Kira. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with all of this paraphernalia, but I, um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep it real because we're all in it together. Absolutely. We're all we are. of these very weird accessories. Yes. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Absolutely. Thanks you look like a natural. Me. Do I? Yeah. Stop Thanks. it. And Stop we are it. recording in your natural habitat yes, too. Yes, that yeah. makes me comfortable. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We are in Kira's style Set, what do we call studio. it? Style salon? Studio. Studio. Love it. It's um to set the scene, it is a high ceiling Victorian room with gorgeous swatches of fabric, funky glasses, jewelry coming out of our ears, makeup, scarves, and then these beautiful orange sofa chairs that we are pulled up against. We've had a nice brew of tea. We have. And we're just ready to get into it. Let's we do are. it. So Let's do it. as many of you will know, for those that have listened from the beginning, I have discussed getting my colours and style done, which we've all been there with me. Um, I was lucky enough to get booked in to do my colours. And then my wonderful family gifted me um, the ability to come and get my style done. But Kira, when I came to you, I was nervous anticipating like semi-anticipating like being judged because in my head like the stylist was going to be looking at me um but it wasn't like that at all but before we get into the actual appointments and what style and color is can you kind of tell us what your role is like what's your job and how did you how did you get here get here into (laughs) this wild world Okay, this is how long or short do you want this answer to be? As but long and short as you want it. If I had to tell you what I am and what I'm not, the first thing I would say is that I'm a guide and not a judge. Love nice. that. Okay. Yeah. So a guide is not a rule book. That is where the judge comes in, right? It's mm. right if something is right or wrong. Nothing is, I can't tell you what is right or wrong. I can guide you in the direction that I feel that we would agree is right for you and tell you what faux pas to avoid. Mm-hmm. That's a guide, right? Mm. But a, a, a judge is someone is you can only do this, you can't do that. And um, anything, something is right and something is wrong. That's the difference between fashion and style, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that's a, a big story. Pin that. Pin that one. Pin we'll that one for later. How did I get here? Goodness me. Okay, um, I come from a corporate background. Wild. Um, That's wild, wild to me. Yeah. No. <clears throat> like literally wild. Yeah. Um, I was a marketing girl. <laughs> I worked in international affairs for a large oil company. Um, I my business was to my remit was to make pretty ugly things look pretty look pretty. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> to make them up and marketing. make them look pretty. <laughs> Do you want to, you know, this lovely A class nature reserve, would you like to build a gas plant on it? Yes. And oh, here's all the reasons to. why you should. Um twenty twenty hindsight sorry. vision. Oh, hey. God, God, I'm probably making enemies left, right and centre here. Anyway, no, um fine. so I I do know how to as a as someone who is a um uh as, as a stylist now, I realize that there's been a part of that all of, in me mm, um, all mm-hmm. along. And the reason I left that work was because it didn't sit right with me anymore. Yeah. And I now realize that is absolutely my style was the, was the reason. It just didn't mm. balance with my value set. Yeah. At a more 
deep level, how did I get here? I've always been interested in clothes. Mm -hmm. Now I have lots of clients who have no interest in clothes, but they know they have to up their game, up their skill set when it comes to- I was gonna say, it sounds like my best friend right here. (laughs) She's like, lady right here. off. So people say, who's your ideal client? And I'm like, well, anybody who wears clothes, which is all of us. Because newsflash, it's illegal not to. Yes. Shane. Looking at you, Sean. Oh, right. it. So, so yeah, anybody, I've always been interested in clothes, grew up dirt poor, like mm-hmm. really dirt poor. Where are you from? I'm from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Can <laughs> you not hear it a max? I can. Some people might okay. not. No, I'm from Northern Ireland. Uh, um, yep. Uh, and uh, grew up in Canada. We exiled to Canada in the 70s when I was a baby and um, uh, yeah, through the troubles and all the rest of it. So grew up dirt poor, mm. um, was raised on things like Vinnie's vouchers because we couldn't afford clothes. And I was the youngest of five kids. Yeah. So whether I was born creative or not remains to be seen. Mm. I, well, I'll probably never know, but I had to get creative with clothes because I have three older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, and as a very womanly character, mm. I had to adapt that and I had to get creative to make it make stuff work for me. So I used to go shopping. We'd go, I'd get my own voucher for Mm -hmm. Vinnie's and I would go with my mom and we would go to a shop called Second to None, Mm -hmm. which was a fancy name for Vinnie's (laughs) St. Vincent to Hall. And um, I, but believe me, back in the 70s and 80s, op shops didn't look like they do now (laughs) right because people had a lot less and they gave away a lot less Mm -hmm. and so the quality of things was well it was probably better in some ways because people give away crap now but yeah that's for another day Mm -hmm. um and so so yeah so uh grew up like interested in how to make the most of of difficult situations yeah right yeah with a mother who was able to make something out of nothing mm-hmm. like really had that ability mm. um long story you know we moved back to ireland um i went to university and simultaneous to all of that my mother's mental wellness deteriorated the youngest of her children being me left home she was an empty nester and her mental wellness had been deteriorating I now look back you know 2020 hindsight like you said and see that it was really something that had been happening for a long 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 time but she'd had five children to kind of distract and you know yeah so when I left I think it was one of those situations where like when you go on holiday and everything your body gets sick and you you know Mm -hmm. whatever her mental wellness just went from plummeted and um she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and her mental wellness and her ability to cope was really challenged so that was from when I was 18 and it I was back and forth um we moved to Australia when I was 21 22 Mm. um but her mental wellness was really bad and in actually (laughs) Tomorrow is her um, her fourteenth anniversary of her death. Wow! My mum's mental wellness deteriorated such that on the fifteenth of July she took her own life. Oh my gosh! Yeah, in two thousand and nine, um, and yeah, so so she took her own life, and I had a five month old baby and a two year old, and I lived in the opposite end of the world, yeah. and. Um, 
So she had gone back. She, she didn't did, come she didn't, with you. Oh, she didn't Australia. come. She, she was still. She was still in Ireland. She always lived in yeah. Ireland. Mm. And yeah, so so the survival mechanism there, um, and the kind of box that and think about it later because I just have to get on with the business of raising two small children by myself. We have no family here. Mm. And um, yeah, that that all took its its toll. Yeah. And um, you're wondering where is this connected? How did you become Stan's no, I'm, Kira? I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm here with there. you. No, it's I'm fine. Uh, no, I'm We're just here for bringing the, the listeners and yeah. listeners along. It's okay. So I have, as I said, I'm the youngest of five. And I'm, this might surprise you, but I'm quite a competitive person. No. And my <laughs> siblings got to the business. I will say that my lovely daddy, who's here from Ireland at the moment, um, he made a point of making sure that when we talked about mommy's death, that we paid her respect by explaining that it was suicide. And it was our job to to really make sure that suicide was not a dirty word mm-hmm. and that we paved the way, not in shock and awe, but that we paved the way for mental wellness and mental health to connect the dots and to really make talking about it I'm going to call it fashionable because that became my tagline. Yeah. Like to make talking about mental health fashionable. Mm. Um, and anyway, so that was the situation. So my, my siblings are all, we are all in some way, shape or form ambassadors for, for suicide awareness and mm-hmm. for mental well, daily mental wellness and the whole, we've all become that I think as a result. Yeah. Um, I didn't run marathons, surprisingly. <laughs> I know I love Join the club. Such an athlete. Fucking same. <laughs> I didn't become, They did. I was like, you over I'll there. I'll finish you. line. Yeah, yeah. Go Sh- for gold. Send me your GoFundMe. Yeah, I'll link you. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Send me a photo at the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be here with my I'll, Prosecco. I'll, I'll be at the pub waiting for you. Yeah. Don't worry I'll about it. I on Facebook. <laughs> Ooh, it's my brother. Um, no, they did. And they did a brilliant job Good of it. Good for them. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, each their own, right? Yep. Um, and so anyway, they I was busy having small children yeah. at the other end of the world and surviving, frankly. Yes. Then going back to my pinstripe suit job. So you're still in the, the pinstripe. Still in the pinstripe suit world. We love. Um, and uh, doing all that. And then um, I decided in 2013 for my 40th birthday that I wanted to do something different Mm because I might she's now five years dead at that stage in time Mm -hmm. and I wanted to beat my siblings at fundraising (laughs) and so so much comes into this event um (laughs) that I decided that I instead of having a party and instead of doing whatever I really wanted to raise some funds and awareness for suicide Mm. and for mental health and to the event was called the second to none fashion fundraiser nice in honor of what I used to do with her and I wanted to make talking about um, make talking about mental health fashionable and connecting mm-hmm. the dots so this sorry you were in marketing weren't you can you tell <laughs> yeah 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 Sheepers. um and the the logo was a lone hanger and it was all very very well connected and mm. turns out we did a good job because it was supposed to be held in my living room and it was supposed to be 20 girls bringing you know nice dresses that they didn't wear and paying 50 bucks to come and all the money would go to and we just do a do a, a, swap glor- a glorified swap yeah with a soiree with food and wine and whatever mm. anyway grew this idea grew arms and legs and teeth and again claws <laughs> and um ended up being a fashion a full-on fashion show right 
with the tickets were sold and the mayor was there and <laughs> and there was a feckin zero to hero uh, there was uh, no i don't do anything by halves it's not my style to do anything no. small it didn't start out that way though yeah and so anyway i turned into some sort of fashion guru so i was like, don't ask me any questions i don't oh, i know nothing about yeah. fashion like, I, just I just put everyone in the room i just like clothes like i don't know what you're talking I'm just about just really fun good, good at friends, marketing right good at marketing but the number of people who wanted to be involved in this event mm. was wild this is like curtain uni students made a documentary about it um but the situation turns out that ruth tarvidis did either of you know who ruth tarvidis is no i'm looking at her because i'm thinking she has a better chance (laughs) (laughs) i'm just as useless i have no idea listeners Listeners. Ruth, (laughs) ruth tarvidis is one of australia's most acclaimed designers yeah that's her that's the one yeah no yeah. i'll anyway. google her later we'll google follow her, her. She's, <laughs> she's 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 a somebody shout and, out Ruth. um she's like <laughs> she's um, listening her people got in touch with my people that being me yeah and, like, um, who's your people? and was like we want to you know we want to ruth wants to come to this um she wants how to did she it. find out some somebody in PR found out and whatever. We did a press release. I don't know who we sent it to. Probably, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're the doing a great job of outdoing your brothers yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I aimed, to, sorry, the whole point of this is I aimed <laughs> to raise five grand in one go, which was the accumulation of what each of them had kind of raised. Oh, with their run- after running off their marathon. Run- all that stuff and yeah. all the things that they'd done and shaved their heads and, you know, all the things. Mm. And anyway, we raised 50 in one night shut up yeah because it was there was a fashion show there were designers involved there was it's all pre-loved stuff people donated stuff i would wake up for the 10 weeks that we organized this event i would wake up in the morning and there was so many clothes outside my door it was wild absolutely wild anyway shortly after that big deal um shortly after that um that money went to charity, went to um, Vinnie's for their mental health arm of Vinnie's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was a giving back sort of situation. But I really scratched the surface of what it is that I do Ooh, and what I itchy. love doing. And I was like, hang on a minute. If I can take all these skills and attributes and do and help people in some way. Anyway, mm-hmm. moved to London. It started like started thinking. Mm-hmm. My husband got offered a job in London. Mm-hmm. And it was like, for one year, we'll go to London and ended up staying for six after in that, in, that, I know, in that first year we had a real a really difficult time because he was posted to Milan and I was now alone in London mm. right that was not planned with your two buddies. with my two little kids mm. um who were five and seven so really little mm. and I was on my own and one of the girls who was friends of mine was like I was falling like really hard. We moved there in May and by October I was black from head to toe, just completely shapeless. I just like, I just wanted to be like an unseen blob because the inner pain, I think when I had just months before done this thing, this second to none event for mom, I think I'd Mm. really resurrected some dust that had settled. Yeah. I know I did. Mm. I found myself paralyzed by claustrophobia Mm. um I was living in a really difficult dark place Mm. one of my friends said to me who was an American also living in London in very similar circumstances was like let's go do this color thing this girl does this color thing Mm. we're now getting to the point and um (laughs) sorry we've been on a journey we're just like yeah tell tell us everything and so 
I was like, I don't need that. I've, I like, I've got my clothes. I've like got black. my uniform. I've yeah. got, you know, my high pony and my like completely just be samey, samey. Mm. And, um, and London is all black, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's, it's, mm. Black it, and grey and miserable. It, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really like self-perpetuating, yeah. self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. Like if that's what you're aware. Yeah. Anyway. And so I went and I did this and it's going to sound a bit like you've done it. So you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like. It just sort of starts, she sits, you sit there, now people sit here for me, um, <laughs> but they, you sit in this chair and this chick puts this like, like drapey bib things on you. <laughs> they do have a name, but I'm just trying to explain <laughs> it from the first beginning. Yeah. I'm really selling it. Yeah, you're just nailing and I, it. And I, and you're like, oh God, right? And she puts, you know, black and then compares black to brown or compares one green to another green and suddenly you realize actually some of these are better than others and some of these like I project and in some of them I retract and and then this becomes this question of what what am I doing with my own space here like Mm. I can take it up or I can live in sort of some dark shame associated Mm. with it and that it's like the light goes on and off Mm. in some ways and it sounds really far-fetched, but I promise it works. It does work. And, and I was really not a believer at that stage in time. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff was really obvious, like, oh, you're a redhead and you look really good in, like, this shade of green. Like, I haven't yeah. told that since I was born. And yeah. it's like, this is hardly science. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> and then she puts the wrong green on you and you're like, ooh, I look like Shrek. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, you know. Who um, knew the different shade of green could have so much power? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Or putting like candy pink on me, right? Mm. It makes or fuchsia pink even better. It makes me look like I had just drank three bottles of wine. Like my face looks purple and ruddy, <laughs> right? Like seriously, it's all this stuff, and you're thinking this is like some kind of voodoo that's mm. going on. But it's it not. is. It's, it's like science. It's so strange. Like having done it and sitting like that's the chair. You sit very close to a mirror, which was quite confronting for someone who doesn't like looking in a mirror to begin with. But luckily I had to take my glasses off so I couldn't <laughs> I see. Mean, you could see, yeah, see. I couldn't you see. Could see. Um, but even still, like, you see the color change in your face. Mm. Like, it is, it's literally like someone gets, like, an, a magic eraser or a, a filter and puts, like, the sunny filter on versus, like, this cool... Gloomy. dark miserable filter on yeah. just from color yeah um and it was it was like watching magic happen i know that sounds like so shit but it really is like when you watch it happen you're like how is this even possible how can i choose between one green t-shirt and another green t-shirt exactly the same cut Mm. pattern mm. shape all the rest of it yeah one makes me look like i've got a full face of makeup on yeah and look really healthy glow and like you know yeah really pretty and attractive and open and friendly and the other one just shuts all that down mm. so the question becomes like let's go back to the story um, <laughs> but the question becomes like i was just kind of like this is actually really cool. Let me mm. go and play with that. Like, and I always tell people, go and play with the stuff in your wardrobe that is in your color palette. Like, really go with that. Mm. Don't spend any more money until you, like, you know, you get your thing. And and so I did that. And then I became curious. Like, I always tell people, go off and play with color. And then, you know, whatever. And then you realize that color is not the whole equation. The mm. whole equation then becomes... Um, 
well, like, yeah, orange is one of my best colors, but am I going to wear orange patent dungarees? Mm. No, because that's not my style, right? Um, And then you understand that there's all these questions that you've got about, like, style and what is style and all of that. Anyway, I did the style and I was like, once I'd done style, I was sold. I was like, I want to do this forever because everybody, everywhere I look, is hugely confused. Mm. Like they are. Yeah. Like I don't, I, and I mean this, I was greatly confused. Yeah. So it's like when you understand that you are completely, wholly, and I know this is such an Instagram meme cliche, but your superpower is your, Im- your ownership of your individuality. Mm. Like that's your superpower. Mm-mm. The looking outward for answers to what to wear is everyone's greatest downfall. Yeah. And that, when that penny starts to click and you then, I give you, when you work with me, I give you language to describe your personal style needs mm-hmm. and you realize that that you have a language to describe all the other style needs that are not yours, you'll be like, that's too dramatic or that's too quirky or that's too whatever for yep. me. You'll, you'll start to really own your own space. Anyway, I decided I want to do this for living, for life and for whatever... So we invested in my training, which was extraordinarily expensive. It was not an (laughs) online job that you do in three days, which, you know, you get a lot of stylish Mm. people calling themselves stylists who just want a qualification to hang on the wall. Mm. Mine was like a uni degree um, that really took in a lot of psychology. And, oh, my God, it peeled back my layers. Really? Yeah. Was it like a self-discovery through the learning? You can't. You, you can't, can't learn not, this. Hey. It's a bit like learning nursing and going, you probably get to some stage where you diagnose yourself with 50 yeah. things that you don't have. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you look and you go, oh my God, yeah. oh my God same, same, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel vilified. <laughs> um, so there's a whole, lot of, a whole lot of that that goes on. But Jesus, you make some good friends yeah. in the training. And I have my best Where, where did you train? I trained like, in London. London. At a place called House of Colour which is quite an old, it's a very, very old um, style house, not a fashion house, um, mm. one of the oldest. I bet Ruth knows it. Um, and they are, they run a franchise business, so I bought my own franchise and I got all the training and went up. So how long was the training? Um, so it's, it's live-in, right? Yeah. Whoa. Two weeks of live-in for style and a week of live-in for colour. So it's wow. just literally you're just you're just eat, submerged and they plan all of the all of the, the the building up of the of the knowledge and then they bring in the models and then they make you analyze the model's body architecture and analyze the body the personality wow. through all of that. So it's it's really it's not like any other you know I don't know any other I'm not going to put another organ I'm not interested in that but it's it's just it's really frustrating. Because I take this work really seriously. Yeah. Like my products are human beings, human emotions. They're souls. I dress souls, not bodies. Like it's mm. really understanding that humans come with so many different layers, know, layers mm. and, um, and parts of their personality. And anyway, I just absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, that was um, a year after we arrived in London. So 2015, 16. And then... Um, I, COVID happened. Uh, 
to us. Thou shall not be named. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my husband was made redundant and our little lovely life that we were living in London was pulled from under us and mm. we, he was made redundant and we were sent repatriated back to Perth. Mm. And what I will say about the three years since I have been here has been it's the greatest struggle that we've ever been through. It's been the worst, most traumatic three years we've been through. Yeah. And we've already talked about this earlier, like, I have account. I have no shame in having like outside help for all of that, but this is the inside help. Mm-hmm. Using, using this stuff or using the clothes. You have to get dressed every day, right? We're all time poor. We're mm. all bloody struggling in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But leaning into your clothes as a means of self care, of self expression, of taking up space. And of like of mood management, I always say to people, I want you to dress for the day that you want to have, not for the day that you wake up having. Mm-hmm. Mm. And to know that anything in your wardrobe is at least good, right? Because yep. if you do what I tell you to do, if you work with me and you take the guidelines out, you're going to have a wardrobe where everything in it matches you mm. and makes you... L- look and feel good because we're going to we'll define what that is yeah as opposed to buying what kim kardashian is wearing or trying to jam yourself into taylor swift's latest outfit or buying the whole outfit that's in the witchery window because the girl who works in the shop told you it was lovely on you like there's just it's just a real it's the inside like looking at who you are on the inside and learning to only have the tools that really represent that mm. Um, so yeah, so coming back after, it's a very long story, but it, I think we're getting recovery. No, yeah, you're getting it. Yeah. When we came back from London, these three years have been really tough, but my style has been, and my clothing have been my medicine in mm. many ways. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have medicine, but I'm, <laughs> but I do have, this is something that I do for me mm-hmm. and understanding that clothes can give you feedback clothes can give you dopamine they can give you instant hits i mean nobody wears shoes like that and doesn't I love get them. it okay so these are for listeners listen to me unless i'm like a professional <laughs> now. right done this before these are um camilla pumps that are leopard print with diamantes all over the front of them yeah right and so they bring my inner little girl utter joy mm-hmm. utter joy um and and yeah it's knowing that there will be what what brings you joy in your wardrobe mm. like learning that and learning to tap into that from a mental wellness like you know an aspirational you know acknowledging how you feel because mm. that's obviously super important yeah but dressing what you need and really getting kind of because I think that's missed I think everybody's confused about what they should wear Mm. and they don't know what they actually need yeah and yeah so I I think like with a lot of like for me definitely before I came and worked with you and I can assume well I know that a lot of our listeners feel the same is like there's a disconnect between your body and how it's perceived Mm -hmm. and that I want to go back to a point that you made about wanting to take up no space like to move yourself hide and a lot of us can feel 
that that is the only way to exist and to like to hide to protect and so can you tell us a little bit about the the concepts around how why we're doing that and how we can then change that why we are hiding Mm. why we choose to do that I think there's lots of lots of reasons if I had to give you one word it would just be life gets hard um and we become damaged by things that and we build up barriers to self-protect um and often that is a vulnerability that we want to hide so that can be both physical and um emotional Mm. um and what we tend what we tend to do is darken down the colors this is a pattern of behavior that i notice yeah we darken down the colors to diffuse around the edges to hide the things that we don't want people to know about us Mm. in doing so though what we tend to do is make ourselves sad Mm. right because when we look in the mirror we see that reflection back yeah and it doesn't generate energy Mm. positive energy anyway Mm. um the other thing i will say about the darkness i'll I'll speak for me here because there are people who will go like oh she doesn't want me to wear she's gonna take my I'm not gonna take anything away from you but I'm gonna give you things instead of take them away there's no taking no there's not but just to to understand the psychology because you know I'm a stylist I'm a chick who's been through all this what do I know right but let's just go back to mother nature and think about where does she put black Mm. how much black is there in the world naturally and if we think about the association with the color black versus the color red, the color pink, the color yellow, the color blue. Like if we think about the association with that. Mm. And I asked you, which one generates happiness? Be uh, yellow. Uh, right. Or not black. It would never be black. Right? Yeah. I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> As I sit here, everybody in my black shirt and I'm thinking about my wardrobe and I'm like, I am so vanilla. Dude, same. Like, I love clothes. I love them. But I would never choose colour. And re- you know how for that wedding that I went to recently, mm. and I wore that hot pink dress, right? I wore this hot, hot fuchsia pink dress. How'd you feel in it? Once I put it on, I was like, this is bold. And I don't know how I feel about it. Once I put it on, everyone was like, I'm obsessed. And I reckon I had like 50 messages like, where is that dress from? I need it. And I'd never had so many compliments in my life. Mm. But catch me any other day of the week. I ain't never going to wear a pink top. Mm. But like everything I own is like black, brown, lots of brown, beige, white. Yep. So the, neut- the neutral. Neutral. She's a neutral like, girl. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not happy. Am I close? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling so attacked. I'm like, <gasps> shit. So black is a color and it lives in a palette. Yes. Right? It absolutely lives in a palette. In but winter. Ju- it w- in the winter palette. Yes. Yeah, Lucky yeah, it's yeah. fucking winter. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Not winter the season. Oh, no. Not the winter winters. the season. The winter Shit. winter the, the palette. The palette. It's just it's just be it's just important to think about the messages that God, I don't really want this podcast to be about me black and that association. I'm just saying yeah. what it did for me was it did not generate happiness. The other thing that black is known for is hiding. Mm. Right? 
is it's going to shroud. Slimming down it's and going hide. To hide. It's going to do all of those distract. things. Distract. Yep. But you don't trust the person who you know is overtly hiding something. Yeah, right. So true. It is true. Very so true. true. So that's not to say that black doesn't look absolutely fabulous with fuchsia pink. Mm. Mm. Okay. Suddenly mm-hmm. becomes way more interesting. You've created a high level of contrast, with, which in itself is just what you have on now and changing your watch strap to fuchsia pink. That's it. You've Pop. given me something that I can see that a possibility does that yeah, make sense? Right. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that black all from head to toe isn't, can't be alluring and it can't be all of those things, but it's definitely not any of those things if it's not in your palette. Because mm. it's going to make me and lovely Little Shan over, over here, here look like shit. Mm. <laughs> right. So what, what are the palettes? Okay. What palettes are there? We've talked a lot about color here. Um, <laughs> there are four. So the way that color works, um, the way that the color system that I teach works, it's the simplest because if it's not easy, we're not fucking doing it. Yeah. Right? Let's be honest, right? Um, when she said this to me, I was like, amen. This <laughs> is my people. <laughs> no, there's color systems out there that talk about chroma and saturation and all of those oh. things. Now, I understand that, but if I'm going to teach you color and somebody bought you a gift voucher, you're not absorbing <laughs> yeah, any like, of that, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> so... Um, Colors are either warm or cool. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, they are either soft or muted or they are bright and clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody falls into one of four palettes, right? And we, I don't just go hocus pocus. This is what you are. We sit there with these very awkward drapes and we put them on you and you will see your face change, right? For the better or the worse, right? usually both depending on what I've got on you um and uh you have um yellow base colors which are warm there are two seasons in that that's autumn and spring bing 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 yeah that's us right and we're autumn and then down the bottom half you've got winter and summer the bottom half because I'm looking at a circle on the yeah (laughs) we'll take a photo it's fine (laughs) um and you've got winter which is bright and vivid and bold and cool with a very high contrast value and then you've got the summer colors which are are um muted soft blended smoky powdery and a bit rosy right so it's understanding that you have not restrict you're not restricted you get a everybody gets a quarter of the, all the colors in the world will fall into these palettes and there's some crossover colors occasionally mm. as well and it's just it is instant time and money saving oh my god yeah yeah already if you you suffer from overwhelm in a shop or shopping anywhere online or do whatever this is going to reduce your overwhelm by 75 percent instantly 100 percent. i cannot tell you how true that is since doing the colors walking into a shop and going absolutely no to everything and then walking out when i went for her birthday because she hates clothes shopping so much i bought her clothes for her birthday but i knew the palette and so i went with old mate and he was like don't put don't touch that black he was like don't don't touch the black yeah we can't get a black we can't get a black so i got a brown jumper and like a green emeraldy green Mm. top yeah because i was like they're in i've seen the palette that's in the palette yeah Yeah. there is much more to life being in autumn than just looking brown and green by the way that's (laughs) one of my (laughs) my colors i'm like i always wear brown and green so now i'm a tree we are trees so um 
so yeah, that's that's what it is. And once you know that, you save time, save overwhelm. Mm-hmm. You look better. Like we all want to look better. Mm. Like we all want to. And also the beauty of this. And one of the big this my biggest area of my work is mental health, mental wellness. But um, another area that I work a lot in is sustainability. And here's the thing about this: when you know your colors, and even better when you know your colors and your style, you buy less. Mm. You <laughs> buy better. Yeah. And you wear it more. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, because everything matches everything, mm. because everything matches you. Yeah. And that's the key to it all. So it's not like that top doesn't match that bottom, because if we've got it to fit you, I can guarantee you that the two colors will match. Mm-hmm. Now, you might not be a pattern clasher, so that's okay. That top yep. and that bottom won't work. I understand that. And you can't really wear your bathers with your ball gown. But to a large extent, you're going to have way more versatility. Yep. And I'm going to teach you how to make get way more bang for your buck, get a higher return on your investment with the clothes that you actually do choose because they will make you look and feel fabulous. And they are, most importantly, speak to your soul. Like they will say something about you on the inside when mm. you put them on the outside so that when you look in the mirror, you're going to have what I call style congruence. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, whew. There she is. Yeah. Like, and that's the comfort that everybody, I totally believe that confidence is a human right. I, I love can that. Teach it. Mm. I just, I like we, I can teach it. And it's, listen, we're all damaged. We're all, life gets in the way to everyone. Back to your question. We will keep looping back to <laughs> answering the questions, but life gets in the way for everyone. And we, we do want to hide. But when we tap into the importance of you deserving to look and feel confident in your own skin no matter what you're doing and it also it being less effort it, it being effortless mm-hmm. when you learn this stuff and you practice it it just becomes second nature and you just tolerate you know, you learn to use the colors and the style and the patterns and the texture and fabrics in ways that you never did before. Like yeah. we're sitting here and I was crapping my pants doing this today because, you know. Anyway, yeah, no, no, I've done a few podcasts, but this, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm sitting here and I am wearing a very soft, buttery leather biker jacket type looking thing. Mm. And some really soft silk pants and I chose this outfit today because I knew I was going to have I was going to have nerves Mm. and I needed the tactile feedback Mm. that was self-soothing that it was like you're okay this is good you're in your own skin and also these are natural fibers that make me feel like they're an extension of my skin Mm. do you know what I mean like those those are the things that are really important that are really important to me um, and also my pants are tiger print. Yeah. So they're reminding me that, well. yeah, sorry, you know, yeah. um, that they're reminding me of that energy. They're giving yeah. me mm. that energy on mm. a day when I did not wake up with it. Mm. And so it's making good choices about the clothes that you choose, the colors that you choose, because, you know, if I woke up today and wore even my all my dark olive green, if I wore that from head to toe, it's not going to give me the energy that popping Oof. it with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of, and also the visibility because my work is all about being seen first and foremost. Mm-hmm. 
then heard, then valued, mm-hmm. right? And I say f- seen first and foremost, they're all equally important. Mm-hmm. But I can't hear you or value you if I can't fucking see you. Mm-hmm. If you don't give me something interesting to look at, my amygdala is just going to not see you. Mm. You'll be camouflaged into the, into the wall. Mm. Or if you're wearing, for example, what I was doing was please don't look at me. Like the black from head to toe from yeah. on me was an uninvitation to even see me in the first place. Yeah. Whereas wearing harmonious colors that make me look and look good mm. at least at the very least, I'd like to argue fabulous, fabulous, but, <laughs> fabulous, um, darling. But when they, you know, when when you when you make those those choices, it's the amygdala then reacts better. Like mm. it, it, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I I see her now. I want to hear and and I have a chance of valuing her, if what she says is congruent to her on the inside because she's she looks looks interesting now let me kind of does that does that make sense yeah yeah but if you're wearing if we all did to the right everybody change clothes sitting here today Mm. you would not have that feeling as much as I'm sitting looking at you right now and you look great and you're um in your wide leg soft jeans and your high-waisted you know that that whole thing if we swapped outfits (laughs) assuming they'd fit move on (laughs) but if we you know, if we swapped outfits, you're, you might look at me and go, God, she looks great. Like, but as, admire me, but don't aspire to be me because I'm a very different, like, my style is mine. Mm. Get your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really important that we acknowledge that it is style is personal. Like, fashion, different story, right? Mm. Fashion is... Sorry, I digress. You didn't ask me this question. I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, fashion <laughs> is... I love it. We, we don't, don't need, need to, to be, be here. <laughs> <laughs> fashion is fleeting. It is fickle. It is n- not universal. It's a, it's a, a, a wishful kind of um, catch-all, like as many people as possible. Mm. Um, and it's the fashion industry today is so corrupt. It is set to make you feel like shit yeah it's constantly changing it is so damaging i do a lot of work um with you know in the councils with whatever teaching people about the you know the fashion industry and how i like to to break through and teaching people about how it's positioned you to constantly feel its success story has been from fomo from your fear of missing out from your lack right from a from a you know, a value set of scarcity, mm. not abundance. And so you it, it's cycling you around this. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. You're not wide enough. Or you're too sick, too small, too, you know, whatever that is. Mm. And you're not, you're never going to be good enough because on that cycle, you just keep buying shit in the hope that one day you find an article that's a garment that's going to change your life. Yeah. I'm and to make go, you feel happy. Smack that to the side. Let's clear that space. Control, alt, delete. Let's completely start again. Mm. Who the fuck are you? Let's dress that. Well, let's talk about that. Good transition. Let's talk about dressing the soul, the style. And you know what I'm just thinking this whole time is like, especially for me now still and lots of our listeners, being a nurse, we are in the same fucking dull scrub. Yeah. Yep. For so much of my waking hours yep. that yep. I'm like, holy shit, I need to make a real effort now when I'm not at yep. work because yep. we all look the same. And that's like a few of the girls have taken to my new obsession, 
but I've just been getting so many ear piercings because I'm so desperate to look different. Yep. Mm. That I, and I've got like seven pairs of glasses, which I will wear every day. I probably don't need to wear them every day at work, to be honest. I can see far away. I just can't see up close, but it makes me look different. Mm. So I've got to the point. So when I get my eyes tested, they offer me the bifocals, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me two. It's really just to look cute, yeah. you know? Yep. So, but that's all I feel like I can do. Mine yep. used to be scrunchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like a cute like, hair clip or yeah. a scrunchie. Depends on your clothing personality, but I often suggest some pins on your lanyard as yeah, well. Okay. So that's another one. But just to your point, and the nurses, all the nurses out there, God bless you all. God bless these two here. <laughs> um, and the sacrifice that you have to, you know, put that uniform on and assume a role in those I want to say eight hours, but you'll probably laugh at me when uh, I say twelve. That. She's a twelve. I'm a twelve. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so what I tend to find, and any people in uniform, depend doesn't matter what it is, like mm. whether you're, you know, policewoman or mm-hmm. policeman or anybody Kmart, who wears anyone. whatever who, wear, who wears a uniform, what tends to happen outside of that uniform is one of two things. One is what you're saying. Let me out. I need to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm self-expression and it's kind of imbalanced a little bit because you're literally trying to make up for lost time so you're like all the hair and all the things and it's like on full yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and hey oh, go for it right absolutely go for it the other type of person who wears a uniform for work wants a uniform outside of work mm. yeah because they just don't know what to do that's me that they're that leggings they're, and a jumper but that becomes what I tend to find is that that person's job can help can be their definition, mm. and that's a dangerous kind of situation to find yourself in. So we yeah. are those two people. You're yeah. the put me in jeans and jump, and I'm like all of the things. Yeah, give me all of the things. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. I'm, it's not me anymore, darling. It's not no, I know. Look, you've leveled yeah. up, bitch. That's what it's, that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. So that's the that's the two type of person to, that come out of the the uniform situation mm. um, where uh, yeah, it's a, that's a tough gig. It really is. Um, but your what you choose often has a say in who it is, what your style profile mm. is. Everything that mm. you do, everything that you do. It's the sickening. The insides of your handbag. It's honestly your- sickening how much, like when we when Kira gets into the like the styling, it is disgusting how involved it is in all of your life. And we, yeah. we you're just going around doing it and you have no idea that it's like crying out for you. <laughs> to listen to it oh my god and it's like (laughs) for fuck's sake but it's it's what comes naturally to you everywhere everywhere in all aspects of your life people come to me and they say oh you know I want to learn about the clothes and that's my job that's my remit I'm not a nurse I'm not an actual qualified you know practicing counselor but the style counselor was a name that was given to me because of this and it's just like oh my god this is literally everywhere i go i mm. meet my, i meet myself mm-hmm. except for the one place in your house that is truly only yours and that's your wardrobe mm-hmm. right so if i went to your house i could look and go what bedding have you chosen what sofa have you chosen what flooring how detailed is what you got on the countertops um, how tidy is it? How messy is it? And there'll be no judgment. Remember, I'm a guy, not a judge. <laughs> yes. I'm also messy. Um, the, you know, all, all of that. How neat and 
folded of the towels and how all of those things, the way that you do everything that you do, how tidy is the back of your car? How stressed out do you get when you've got six kilometers left on your fuel tank? Like there's all of these things that behaviors that you carry out on a day-to-day basis, they're your style, but you don't, something happens to us, life, and we go out and suddenly on our actual persons, we lose that innate intuition about what what we like and what we don't like Mm. and it's that's where the fashion confusion comes in yeah where you look and you go I don't know what I'm doing Mm. but you do yeah and so when you walk in through the door like I'm not going to be some voodoo person but I've done this for quite a long time now and my job is not to diagnose you Mm. it's to get you to accept that that's who you are yeah Mm. and to stop fucking trying to change it Mm. yeah to fit a round peg into a square hole or a Mm. square hole into a round peg because your sister said it looked good on you or because (laughs) your mum said your redhead can't wear pink yeah off like like where's the science and psychology about that and also Mm. what do you like what do you like what Mm. makes you happy often people just don't know yeah i didn't they they're and i my job is to kind of separate the bullshit nurture shit that all the magazines and instagram and pinterest and red carpets that you watch mm. and whose lifestyle you will never la- lead mm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like and and then go actually let's get real let's mm-hmm. get really real who the hell are you who are you when you don't have to be anybody yeah who are you when you're suffering what do you need when you're at your lowest what do mm. you need do you need a hug? Like, do you need clothes that make you feel, you know, or do you need clothes that are structure and order to make you, like, what do, what do feel you... Feel comfy, yeah. Yeah, I can tell you what you need. Yeah. It's not structure and order. No. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's not, it's not a, bla- a blazer and a bloody crisp Shit, white no. shirt. No, fuck no. But there's, but there are just as many people out there for when they're suffering, that's what they do need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the power suit moment. It's the, it's it's the fake me. it till you make it. Mm. Whereas for us, it's like, oh, I'm like it's on my sleeve and I need that. Yeah. I need a hug and therefore I'm going to have soft buttery silk or leather or fur or cotton, whatever that is. Mm. Um, corduroy and velvets. And those are the things that I find really give me comfort. And what style is that? Well, texture is for everyone. Mm-hmm. But depending depending on your particular texture there's infinite number of textures mm. right there's smooth and shiny it's not me and you love no right so you two are very similar we're the it, same we're, but we're in reverse. reverse i have drama in my personality so but drama more like passion rather than killer yeah i'm, we'll I'm glad that, okay? <laughs> yeah you're safe yeah in yeah. a dark <laughs> in a dark night in a dark alley <laughs> west perth <laughs> um so yeah so so that that's we have the same elements but we'll do it very differently like radically differently mm-hmm. right she's much more girl next door and i am much more like gypsy pirate queen okay the do you elements- say gypsy or tipsy Gypsy. Gypsy. Possibly tipsy. Nearly tipped the tea over myself. But yeah, so so um yeah, the different style profiles, you know, the, the dramatics and the classics like smooth, sleek the dramatics love sleek. Classics love smooth. Um naturals love anything that is real and raw and a little bit rougher on the edges. So they like 
we like. We like. Um, you know, when I describe the fabrics that we like, I'm also describing the character in many ways. And that's where this is a straight line to your soul. Yeah. Right? It's so confronting. I, say, I don't really tolerate bullshit. Like, uh, and you can see it when you look at me. It's like, I wouldn't mess with her. Not that, not that I'm like, you should be afraid of me. Not that, that's not what I mean. But there's just a, a some people I describe with they have natural in their style profile is pragmatists. That's kind of an introduction. They're like, oh yes, they like that word. And then we can like dig a bit deeper and go, how pragmatic are you? How much bullshit do you actually tolerate? Right. Mm. And like, I won't ask that question, but it's the question I have in my head and I'll get you to ask yourself that question Mm. and I'll start talking about me and I'll start talking about how, you know, I'd rather deal in facts and I'd rather deal in, I'd rather you just hit me with the real and the raw and be more direct and honest because I respect that. But when you look at me, when I, when I choose, you know, when I choose suede and, a little bit of denim and a little bit of wooden earrings or resin beads, you will see my connection to that, mm. right? Um, an open neckline is going to give you that level of approachability and just really starting to the language of clothes and interpreting it. Not, I don't sell you clothes. I just, I want to sell you the language and the, like the communication of who are you and what do you need to look and see yourself and Mm. really take up your space so far i've described dramatic classic and natural Mm -hmm. there are actually six right yes well there's six of them but there's they kind of they also combine the first three are what we refer to as yang characteristics okay this Mm -hmm. is all i did not make this up right this promise promise (laughs) i did not make this up i learned it this is the stuff we studied yeah and it is Carl Jung's theory of the archetype. So if you've ever done like a Myers-Briggs mm. in work, like a personality profiling yeah. in work, it's the same psychology that lies behind it. The difference is we've taken that psychology and applied it to clothes and how do we see it visually. Um, so yeah, there are, there are six of them. Mm-hmm. But generally, not strictly speaking, but generally what you find is that The first three, dramatic, classic, and natural, are the yang, more like inside your head, you have an old man and a little girl. This is like the masculine old man, Mm -hmm. right? It's where we get the pragmatist kind of, can't be asked. I'd rather wear just one outfit, Mm -hmm. comfortable, and do I really need to put earrings in? Yeah. Right. But the other side of us, she has been. Can I just say she has been so good with the earrings since she's seen oh. you. When she sends me photographs so of her good. nails, I'm like, oh, oh I my know. God. We're both nail girls. She made me a nail girl too now, but <laughs> I can't do anything except natural because I'm still on the floor. But we've both embraced it. Embrace love the it. natural. I yeah. love it. I love it. And how different does that make you oh, feel? Oh, so good. You look down at your hands when you're at work as a nurse. Like that's just oh, something. It's feedback, right? Oh, right. And I'm like all the time to my boyfriend. I'm like. How nice are my hands? How to look at my look. hands. Tell me how nice they are. They're so nice. Oh my God, look how nice my hand looks holding this teacup. So <laughs> I, am, I am a romantic natural, not a natural. But I, am a, I am a romantic natural and my nails were a massive game changer for me, yeah. right? That, that they gave the, they, the romantic and you, you do them once a month, bum, they're done, right? And the natural who can't be doing much um, is 
he's happy with that because they're done right mm. and I look down I get One the time. Na- I get the romantic feedback and it's easy because if it's not easy the natural's not doing it yeah like he's just not right how and it's um, like me hey like everything she's saying yeah just carry just, on is there an easier can we which corner can we cut here like, yeah <laughs> anyway so the nails got done but then the natural in me had the nails on for years like on and off on and off and mm. the natural was like enough middle finger <laughs> up to that um we need to let these nails grow off so I am three quarters of the way there to letting them have a rest. And I, but I'm just like giving it, it, it all interesting. Oh man, it's <laughs> so hard to look at. Um, once you get used to it and once you get that, the feminine side. So let's talk about that. Once mm-hmm. my feminine side is romantic. So the romantics are the nurturers, the carers, the givers, the lovers often choose professions along that line. Mm-hmm. Not looking at anybody in particular. <laughs> um, we are the listeners, the doers, the kind of yeah, the 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 lovers. But we're we're worldly and womanly. Mm. Um, there's there's also male romantics. Obviously, mm-hmm. my husband's one of them. Um, they're yeah that we are. We love love we do love we, we love love we love yep. we do love love and we value it very highly mm. um and we want to be loved but we most importantly want to express that and to kind of like really do that mm-hmm. right but and how we express that from the inside um is often through if i asked you i think i did um what word you know do you how do you want to be perceived I will search through because there will be things like everybody has confidence and how do you want to be perceived oh I want to be whatever I'm looking for the word that describes you're beautiful Mm -hmm. because everybody wants to be wants to feel beautiful in Mm. some way shape or form and my word and your word for beautiful is glamorous Mm -hmm. I like to use today I had a client and her word was arresting and I nearly died I was like why was that not my word? <laughs> I wanted that to be my word. I had alluring. Yeah. Like there's just that sexy. Jaw drop. Also, also sexy is a, a word to own that you struggled with. Yeah. I like um, had an inward repulsion yeah. of that word. I was like, Ugh. no. But, but then that's the difference between nature and nurture. Because mm. when we scratched it right back mm. and we described what sexy actually is, to you and mm. to me you were like yeah 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 that mm. but sexy a sexy woman a woman who wants to be sexy is like lock up your husbands because here she comes yeah right mm. that's not what it is no. sexy for you and i is an innate femininity yeah uh, of pa- that's really powerful mm. and an ownership of that femininity i don't want to be a bloke i've noticed uh, there's nothing about me that, <laughs> yeah. you Zero that looks blo- blokey yeah. right so I, I i don't have no no desire to be that but when you own that to honor it is really doesn't take as much as you think mm. like it's paint your nails and wear a pair of earrings and suddenly we suddenly look at you completely which is what happened to you yeah suddenly my mom my mom yeah. was like sean who are you <laughs> mom was like Literally, your hands your yeah. earrings who are you yeah what's yeah. happening but it's it's those like small and then you're like hang on a minute i'm starting to get seen and for who i really finally mm. am i'm not trying to wear clothes that everybody else is wearing I'm choosing these because they're direct line to my you know to my to my to 
my soul, I yeah. guess, right? That sounds a bit airy fairy, but it's it's true. It speaks to me and it says it tells my these clothes tell my story. Mm. And what happens then is you build trust at speed and you stop attracting dickheads. Yeah. Like it's like don't come at me. Like one of the things I really struggle with personally is needy people. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean people in need. That's just no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean needy people as in, you know, that have too many questions, too many, just, just overly needy. Yeah. Right? Um, and, um, and I want you to be, I, since I started all of this, I don't have anywhere near that amount of people like that in my life anymore mm. that, that bother me like that. You yeah. know, like it's, you attract the, I attract the pragmatists. I attract the, the people who, who want to get ahead, who want to help themselves, who want to, feel better but and and do the work yeah right like there's there's a I want I have this but if you don't do anything with it like I I'm an educator so I teach you this stuff you gotta go and do it for yourself Mm. so so yeah there's two other I didn't mention there are two other um what we call yin energies and that is the gamine who is if she were a um a Disney character she would be like Peter Pan. So she's quirky and she's a bit Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. in looks. So, so a bit androgynous, short, often has, can pull off a really great pixie cut. Yeah. Um, she's, um, she's got quirky, she's very neat, but she loves quirky details, cookie cutter prints, um, things like, I don't know. Um, fun stuff like funster stuff toadstools and toadstools and and quirky like pac-man and you know like the little like badges and stuff and like the cool prints a little bit bit like in its purest essence which is what we're describing here Mm. is you know like hello kitty you know that sort of Mm, japanese sort of like anime kind of anime but then but then what you mix it with in terms of its elder that's old man so that's mm. the little girl when you mix it with the the classic or the dramatic or the natural mm. it becomes slightly more diluted so it's not just peter pan on acid out there wearing <laughs> yeah, yeah. badges from head to toe of <laughs> fucking, you know, it's not that um but they're they are generally quite high energy people who mm. are really fun to be around really funny um full of surprises and yeah, they're 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 great great to work with. Mm. They struggle often to be taken seriously. Um, not always. This is I'm not putting them all in boxes here. Yeah. Not, but they can they can struggle to be taken seriously because that quirky fun side they really struggle to hide. Mm. And in a, a professional environment, can really struggle. So I teach I work with them to kind of how to um, how to yang it up when mm-hmm. it's necessary, yeah, but sure. how to let your your natural self out. And then the other one is the ingenue, and the ingenue, ingenue. is it's fun to say if nothing else. Yeah, um, is the princess. So the princess is, and that's not necessarily the prissy princess. She loves detail. She loves often loves a bit of sparkle. She loves structure and order, but with an elegant prettiness. Um, it's very youthful, very girly. Mm. really quite girly they love lace and bows Chul and, and that kind of stuff yeah they can they can Chul can fall in as a fabric can fall into a number of categories but they yeah they're they don't necessarily dance off like you know twinkle toes into the oh as sean just pulls me a poster 
There you go. Oh my. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So ingenue directly translates delicate, as delicate. Uh, no, it doesn't it tra- directly translate <laughs> in- <laughs> innocent <laughs> as innocent, elegant, pretty, delicate, neat. It's Ooh. very. It's a small scale, smaller scale. So they're going to choose patterns that are much more ditzy print. Yeah. Where you know Shan and I are romantic, so we're much more bigger, larger, op- more open womanly scale if that makes sense and so patterns and textures and all those things once you know all of this about yourself I don't know how people are going what the hell she teach (laughs) there are six style pro style archetypes Mm -hmm. they make up 23 different style profiles like a combination yes there's Mm -hmm. a combination of them and each of those are is is a laneway right in addition to that you will add in your colors and then your style profile. And then what you've got is a wide lane of Jess, right? Mm-hmm. And that becomes, and it's very wide, right? It's not restrictive, but it is not hopping over into Sean's lane where you're going to have a head-on collision trying to be somebody you're not, mm-hmm. right? If you truly know what your style essence is, then you're only going to be attracted to buying those things. And what describes yours, so the patterns, cuts, textures, colors you name it volume um lengths you name it you'll we cover all of that Mm. when you know that you've got your lane and from everything from your pajamas to your red carpet outfit you're gonna find in that in that lane but you'll know when not when you've overstepped the mark into somebody else's lane Mm. and when you just no longer feel authentic Mm -hmm. you look in the mirror and you see yourself you know, if Sean was going to a red carpet event for when she wins a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> and I have to dress her <laughs> in two weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, when, when that happens, I know her style profile. Mm. I know her limitations. I know yeah. her personal um, needs, your personal needs for clothes mm. um, that might be to do with um, any kind of restrictions you might have or mm. and, and we're and I, I will f- we'll factor those all in and we can do that in high glamour or we can do it in what do you need in your pajamas like yeah, yeah. who are you when you don't have to be anybody or who are you when you want to really fully self-express mm. it's just a crazy like it's almost like the curtains pulled up once you kind of get the knowledge and then use it so w- before I came to see you I was exactly what you described of like overwhelmed, confused. I don't know what I'm doing. And therefore, because I can't do it well, I'm going to completely disengage and then just forget about it. And when I came to you or even more afterwards, I was able to take what I learned in the session and actually apply it to shopping so for everyone who's listened so far, everyone knows I hated shopping. Um, and it just gave me so much anxiety and it just caused so much stress in myself that I completely avoided it at all costs. What happened after our appointment was I went shopping and I tried something on that didn't fit. Now, for those of you that have been listening, that would have sent me into an absolute spiral Mm. that I'm hideous, 
my body is awful, I can't wear anything, what am I even doing here, I'm just the ugly mess, I'm going home, that's it, I'm done, in tears in the dressing room, which has happened many a time in the past. This time, however, I remembered something that you taught me around employing clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's this concept around the clothes work for you, you don't work for the clothes. So it was not my fault that the clothes didn't fit me and I'm just not going to hire that piece of clothing. Yep. So can, can you tell me more about this? that? Yeah, yeah, please. So my work is all about managing our relationship with clothes, mm. changing our relationship with clothes and really reframing that relationship and taking your power back mm. with clothes, mm. but not really just with clothes. Okay. It's really about what parts of you have you denied by choosing the wrong clothes right but I am really I I talk about in everybody's wardrobe there are two types of clothes there are the workers and there are the lurkers okay Mm -hmm. that which you wear on repeat the average Australian wears 15% of her wardrobe 85% of the time now I spend all day today in somebody else's in somebody's wardrobe I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about right and they have a lot of w- lurkers in there mm-hmm. and they underestimate the workers and the knowledge they can gain from examining those workers mm-hmm. right and if we could just reframe that I want you to be the boss of your own wardrobe and I want you to hire and fire here's the thing it's not like people there's no paperwork yeah. and there is no emotional kind of impact yeah. to getting rid of a garment. They've got no kids to feed. Right. There's no, there's no face, right? <laughs> um, you bless and release them. Just go, you know, that whole Marie Kondo thing. Just let it go. Mm. Acknowledge, but learn from it. It's really important to examine what did you do there mm-hmm. that caused that purchase that you won't do again, mm-hmm. right? Neckline fabric whatever that is write Mm. that shit down because that's going to really help you but be the boss of your clothes and really choose well to choose well you need knowledge Mm -hmm. to choose well you need behavior change and the only way you can change your behavior is awareness and education and that's what this process is about yeah so we can sell it and i do i do i work to work for corporates where we go in and we talk about it like this Mm. and it's it's really about, um, yeah, behavior change, affecting yep. behavior change. Now, as I said, another part of my work is all about sustainability. That's not what this conversation is about today. But knowing your colors and your style, investing in knowing that is going to dramatically reduce the amount of shit that you buy that is at risk of ending up at landfill. Mm-hmm. Those impulse purchases that you make with that are not backed by science or psychology Mm -hmm. that are just wasting away there in your wardrobe taking up space taking up the space that you should be taking up space that should be in your head but is instead in your wardrobe because you have to consider it every day yeah you have to look at it you have to think about it it's creating clutter in your wardrobe it's delivering absolutely nothing it's lurking there doing absolutely nothing Mm. and really knowing what was what does work for you what palette is it in what shape fabric texture cut 
pattern, all of those things that you need to know to kind of deliver for you what, yeah, and, and we're all different. Yeah. And, and then you have a much more effective and efficient wardrobe that tends to be smaller than it started out. Yeah. But way more efficient. Yeah. Like quality, way, not quantity. Yeah. It, it's a question of quality over quantity every damn day. Mm. And I'll, I'll just, I don't want to talk too much about sustainability people who come to work with me they can work with me all day and we won't mention the word sustainability at all but they become more sustainable as a result of the work because you buy less you Mm -hmm. buy better and you wear it more Mm. what I will say to the listeners is think about your self-worth that is connected to a garment that is really quality when you put it on and I'm talking let's all just talk about jeans and a t-shirt here right Mm. how many days a year would you Jess wear jeans and a t-shirt like this vibe? Yeah. A lot? Yeah, 50% of the time I'm off, probably. Okay. So let's be kind and say that's 100 days a year. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily just those two, mm. that's not what yeah. I'm saying. The vibe. But the vibe is those jeans, now that we've had this conversation about how uniquely fabulous they are for you, if you find them again in a shop, would you be willing to pay, knowing that you're going to wear them 100 days a year, Right wouldn't you be willing to pay a bit more for really good quality ones? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? If you knew they last longer. Yeah, yeah. If you knew they're they're going to last longer. So you're going to be like, okay, I know this is, I I have all of the facts to know that these are going to work really hard for me. I'm going to invest well. And when I put them on, how are you going to feel? Yeah, so much better, hey. Right? Than Mm. buying the Valley Girl alternatives that are almost good enough, not quite the right color or the right cut, but that almost good enough and you bring them home, what happens? Are they workers or lurkers? Yeah, mm. yeah. Right? So they lurk in your wardrobe. So you, with education, you just have the confidence to buy better. To raise the bar. To totally raise the bar. And I'm all about your what you put on is directly related to your self-worth. And I'm not saying you need to spend more money. Please don't hear that because that's you actually spend less in the long run because mm. you don't buy as much. Mm. But what you do buy, you buy really, really well. And you, you know... I'm wearing Camilla pants, right? When I put them on, I'm not feeling the Valley Girl vibe, right? They're pre-loved, <laughs> so I'll say that. Yeah. But they're silk and I put them on and I'm like, yeah, my self-worth is I'm, I'm, you know, I'm stepping into it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's really, really important. And you don't have to have a, like a wardrobe full of clothes and nothing to wear. You have to have a, a capsule wardrobe that works really bloody hard for you and yep. serves your body. It serves your personality and it works for your lifestyle that's mm. what it is Those are the i think that's things. the key thing that was mm. that's like different for a, a lot of people is that it's the lifestyle thing like the whole instagram kim kardashian red carpet that's no one's lifestyle yeah. it's like 0.5 percent of that's people's lifestyle i yeah. have this toxic trait that i've just acknowledged and realized that i will buy such nice dresses I never. I wear them to a wedding once. I probably have thirty of them. I only wear them once that one wedding, and they are so nice. But my everyday stuff came up average. Mm. So I got banned from Kmart. Here's yeah. the last thing, Jess. Here. Yeah, I like to say, don't dress for the occasion. You are the occasion. So many taglines I in this episode. This. 
It's just, and I know that sounds really cheesy, all the taglines probably sound really cheesy, but it's really important. Like you could, you could summarize my work down to that. It's like, but you still need the knowledge. What is that? Mm-hmm. How do we honor this body architecture that you have and all of the challenges that come with that? How do we, how do we own that? How do we, how do we, and what kind of fabrics, textures, I keep saying this, that, you know, that do you need to, to do that instead of saving all your money, right? If you look at your budget in a year, and you look at all your money goes to three dresses that you bought for going to a wedding and the rest is just like every day. I want you to look in the mirror every day and love what you see. If, even if it's jeans and a t-shirt, they're the perfect jeans and the perfect t-shirt and the perfect cut for you, right? Because that's that's a big part of it. And also, this one get got me big time, was why is it that those we love the most we love we let them see us looking our worst so the shit that we will not wear out oh that hurts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i'm not suggesting you need Ow. to wear your ball dresses for your boyfriend <laughs> at home or your partner whatever at home but the stuff that you wear lounging around the house that's your actual life people it's mine mm. right so my pajamas are now made of bamboo and they're wide-legged and they're really can't wait to wear them right because mm. they're still me I have, two, I have two teenagers and I want to be at home. I want to be comfortable in my own skin when I'm at home. But Sloppy Joe doesn't cut it anymore. Old t-shirts that were no longer good enough for the strangers in the street. When I go to IGA to pick up some milk, I wouldn't wear that there. I'll suddenly wear it for the two most important people in my life, my two kids. Like, what the hell? I feel so attacked. I know. It's so but it's like, though. let's look at the pyramid. Who matters the most? You. Mm. You matter the mm. most. So love the skin you're in. Do the best you can with what you've got. But stop the, like, stop all that crap. There's there's only a certain number of, you know, scabby, pilled up house dresses that you need in your wardrobe. Yeah. And really have that self-worth wherever you go, mm. whatever you're doing. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not a spend more money. I'll say that again. It's not about that. It's just about getting it right. And like... You know, your partners at home or or I don't know, your mom, your dad, your kids, whatever that is, whoever are your key stakeholders beyond yourself. Like, where's the self honoring when you're wearing holy T-shirts? Mm. Do you know what I mean? hundred mm. percent. I do. <laughs> and I think it's also like super interesting from what you said about like honoring you as like the most important. I was thinking about it of like, I... I'm guilty of it and it wasn't until and I know this is like hashtag ad vibes but it's not um before I came to you I was like my self-worth and we talked about it in my appointment like my self-worth was very low um and I think a lot of that came from not knowing how to do it but then that compounded into I connected my chronic illnesses with that being the the reason as to why clothes didn't fit me, I didn't look good, but it was just the fact that I didn't know how. And in actual fact, my I am able to be the most important and I am worthy of that. And now that I'm, I'm starting to learn how to do that, I'm able to see that it's not my conditions have nothing to do with how I look on the outside even though visibly they do like I am anatomically different because of them 
but they're as much a part of me as the little girl and the the old man. And now I know how they don't define to you. embrace them, but not to be led by them. But no, by that, by my condition and my experiences and my traumas and whatever. But I'm able to push past that now and see the who I really am, regardless of that. This soul doesn't have a shape, right? Totally. Yeah. So so I love that you shared that. That's that's that is super, super important to me. What you learned was to identify the one of the many, many voices that we have, mm. right? That seeks to define us. And it might be as frivolous as redheads shouldn't wear red, mm. but you are like, oh, my condition is visible here. Mm. But to acknowledge that you don't accept that mm. as an excuse to not be able, be entitled yeah. to looking and feeling good. Yeah. Does that what make a sense? power move. Mm. It is such, such a, a power, power move. move. And in the same way that I teach people about the old man, the little girl, sometimes you have to go, do you know what, chronic illness? Like, shut up and sit down for a mm. second. And I, I, I mean this with kindness. It's like, you know, I want to look and feel fabulous. So I, I'm going to wear the frills today. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to um, wear glitter in my fucking hair or shoes or whatever it is you want to do. Mm. But it can be a real act of defiance. Yeah. In a really good way. Totally. Yeah. Like a real act of you, you are not all of me. Yeah. You yeah, do yeah. not define me. And mm. I'm going to go back to, I don't have a chronic illness. I will say that. Apart from, you know, I... Sorry, I was. I'm going to talk about surviving the the mental health issues that are for me can be very very difficult. Mm. But I remember somebody really important to me said to me when my mum died by suicide that you can either let this shape you or define you. Mm. And the defining you becomes that's it, full stop. Mm-hmm. That's all you are. Mm. And now when I take that into my work and I go, yeah, absolutely acknowledging it's a massive part of your daily challenge and your daily life and what has made you out to be who you are. Mm. But in spite of all of that, with it all, Mm. you are also this and both can be true at the same time. Yep. That the duality of that is really, really important. Yeah. Ugh. I, I could just that. talk for hours. Same, I could just sit and listen all day. I know. It's so good. It's but um, I th- want to thank you for oh, just, A, you. for my appointments. I know I've thanked you before, but it honestly, and I don't say this lightly, is honestly changed my life Ooh. and how I feel about myself. Like Jess has commented, Zach's commented, like everyone around me has commented on as I look at you with your winged liner on today, who um, is she? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, people around me are noticing, like, the true, my my inner circle have seen this lightness about me now. And that is 100% from your teachings. It's 100% from your doings. Yeah. Because I can teach anybody this stuff. Yeah. But it's whether you're gonna you are willing to go off and do the work. Mm. Seriously, this is it. it the, I appreciate what you're trying to say, yeah, but I, I also want to put it right back on you and go, yeah, you, you did the work. 
yeah. and you're going to reap the rewards of taking this stuff mm. and going deep and doing the work and making better choices and being brave. And I want I, I hope we haven't made it all sound too serious because please tell me that it's fun because yeah. I always say to people, if this is not fun, yeah. you're doing it wrong. I enjoyed shopping the other day. Like I was having fun, I was playing, I was open and I have never felt like that shopping before. Or bought so many things in one shop. Exactly. And so many things that I would have never bought and they looked fantastic and I've worn them so much since I bought them. And so, and that's why I know that it works. works. Um, And so I just, there was so much value on coming to see you much more than just learning what clothes to wear. Mm. It's about rebuilding a relationship with myself. 100%. And I'm starting that and it's been working and people are noticing it. So it's, it's been amazing. To stop apologizing for all the things that you're not. Totally. Like. 100%. I was told my whole life, you're too big, you're too this, you're too loud, you're too whatever. If you want less, go elsewhere. Like fucking another tagline. It's fucking flowing yeah, just, out of us. No, but it's it's true. It's like actually, I'm not apologizing for who I am anymore. No, like this is me. Yeah, own it. Take Belly, it or leave it. Boobs, you yeah. name it. I got it. Yeah, this is it. I love it. Like it or lump it. Yeah, like it or lump it. But thank you so much for your time thank today. You for having me. When we normally wrap up, I'm springing on this on you now, so oh, I apologize. We wrap up with a questions and quotes but section. Literally, Kira said about 50 quotes that I we know, could use. But please use them. Once yeah, you I ask will. Me. No. Uh, do you have a question for us? Oh, I asked all those questions before we started. Um, <laughs> was it okay to swear, for yeah. example? <laughs> because if Very it wasn't, so. I'd be like, oh, I have to cancel this. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Um, what was the biggest takeaway from from what I, I it's really important to me to continue this is a journey this stuff for me that's gonna sound cliche but it is a journey from from me because I am learning too um and I have been at this a long time and you can't be professional yes I've got lots of experience but it's really important to me to know what lands so you can shut up for a wee second Sean I want to know Jess mm-hmm. what has been your takeaway from this well obviously for me listening I'm obvious I am relating it back to myself like every listener would do so there was just little like parts that you said that I'd like grab to and be like oh shit no oh god like so for me I I tend when you're talking about hiding I'm like oh I think maybe that's what I'm doing like I think like the whole learning to love color whereas like I think if you ask my mom what my tag, like we'd always go shopping together, right? And if you ask my mom, my mom would always bring out these beautiful colored, like an electric blue top or a pink or a green. And she'd be like, just try it on. And then I just look at her and she would go, she'd quote me. She goes, I don't wear that. It's too girly. And that has been my tagline, I think since I was 10. Like, So color is girly. I color is girly. And girl is not okay. Yeah, go home and have a wee think about it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. So that got me. And then what you were talking about, like, you know, especially for nursing, just being able to, like, embrace who I am more. But then when I'm off, I'm often with the people I love and I'm just wearing me daggies. And I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, 
oh, I've got something really nice dressing. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should wear that pink dress again because yeah. that was so nice. But like, so you were I, attracted to the pink dress in the first place because you liked it. So there's something about it speaks to some part of you. It, yeah, right? I, it was just will, so different. And the neckline was me. So I bought it for the neckline, but it happened to be pink. Okay. But I was like, I love that style on Something me. was curious, I'd so say. So I was like, mm, could look nice. So keep a curiosity instead of fear. Yeah. And I want you to create an event. It might just be dinner with your partner that you go out for and you put it on. And it's going to throw you outside your comfort zone. But there are some comforts within that dress. You know it looks good, right? Yeah. You know it's got a great neckline. I want you to try it I want you to play and go okay this is uncomfortable and I just really want to retreat back to black but force yourself not to because that is where the magic happens yeah I'll also say that you don't have to the colors that you mentioned were all big and bold ones yeah like color doesn't have to be I have I can't even see that but I can see it (laughs) it's fuchsia and fabulous okay we're coming to that in a minute but it doesn't have to be like there are many other colors. And I think also like hearing about when you said very early in the interview about like just wearing black and neutral tones, which I do, but just adding a pop of color, mm. like with a wrist strap or jewelry. I only body bag. I, uh, yeah, see, right. All I do is gold jewelry. You won't catch me dead in anything else. Like I'm not going to put any color on, but then I'm like, shit, maybe I should. And like just br- bringing that stuff. I don't know. I just listened to it. I'm like, oh, I could, I could change that. I could do what that. What about a black jacket I do with, that. I don't know, piping or buttons or something that had just a little pop of something, something that just introduced the concept. I've learned how to wear scarves. See? You took your scarf off tonight when you came in. It's just roasting in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hot. But yeah, like just all of those things, I think I've, I've like taken just the everyday stuff and realizing that it like clothes are a representation of who I am. And then when you said like, what if you asked your clients, like what word would you use to describe them the whole time? And they're like, fuck, what word would I use? Yeah. Like I'm definitely, glamorous is not me. I am not glamorous. Like, but really? then I was trying to think. And I really? was like, what would I want someone to think? Is is glamorous a word that? No, that that makes me like Sean was sexy. I'd rather you call me sexy than glamorous, but I don't know why. But I was sitting there going, ah. They both like, fall into the same style yeah. profile. <laughs> but you know, I was like, but I Do still you see don't why know we're that, friends. I still don't think that's me either. And if yeah, I rejected I was, my romantic just as a yeah, side note. And when I, I really thinking, rejected it at first, didn't I? I she pulled her clothes out, and I was like, there it is. And yeah, there it is. And there yeah. It is. yeah, yeah. So I just I don't know. There was just so much. Like I, I like I feel like I'll have to re-listen. To, yeah, again. to get more just more bits to make me start thinking but yeah I think it's just the everyday stuff and I just I want to level up every day Jess I'm really good at event Jess I'm not nails, good at every day Jess nails event Jess so that's the running and not walking yeah right? so you're going to get there but if you give a little bit of event Jess to every day and you just upped that ante you wouldn't have that massive need or you can do it, which is tried and tested, proven that you can do it. But doing it every day and let us, letting us see, letting yourself see yeah. that version I, every day. Yeah, I think that's mm. it. And because also like, I mean, all listeners know that I dance and I think that's an expression of, of who course, I really am yeah. because it's like, okay, like we don't get it. It's all our own creative control. We, we would just as a performer go, you need to wear electric blue. You need to wear pink for this routine. What you do with it 
it's completely up to you. And I find that's where I'm like, oh, I can play. I'm going to get this and I'm going to try this. And I love it. Mm. But I know I'm loving it because it's a performance. And like, that's what I like, you know, I'm somewhat with it. It's a character, right? But then I'm such a basic bitch every other day. So now I can't be, I don't want to be a basic bitch every other day. That's what I've I don't think you're that basic, by the way. There's a few, there's a few hints to the volume and the. I'm I'm regretting wearing this. This is really bad. (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to say the complete opposite. I felt like when I came in. The bell bell sleeves matching the bell bottoms. Is that too much, Bell? I don't know. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) I was sitting in my hairdresser appointment and I looked at Rach and I was like, oh, Rach, I forgot I'm seeing Kira straight after this. I look stupid <laughs> and she was like i am a guide think not a judge stylish. yeah no guide not, not judge, judge. Okay, okay. i am i'm not a judge but to be fair list. you didn't know that before coming in no so but. yeah but what does that say what does that say about the stylist industry that's a whole other story that people are fearful because i'm that judge. chick I'm like, that's on instagram that. like kim k looks cute oh should try that oh geez that's me i'm i hate to admit is that for it. going to iga the Kim Kardashian yeah. outfit for your maybe IGA with those run. weird shoes that she does. <laughs> Sorry, I just think maybe I'll have an event soon, and then I'll look like yeah. this. Yeah, the one where you get the black bodysuit that goes the whole way, like mm. literally over your head and yeah. stuff. That's yeah. so you. <laughs> but I'd be like, yeah, I reckon I could pull it off. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a That's go. me. Fuck. Anyway, stay in your lane. It's yeah, not your lane. Stay me. in your lane. I do not have tits or ass like Kimmy K. I need to stay away from that. You got booty. Little you, one. And you got boobs. Oh, yeah. Little. Little. I get all your hand-me-down bras. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all my good bras. Yeah, yeah. you did. Thank you. Because my right. boobs got too big. Yeah. Anyway. All right. On that note. On that note. We will share all of where you can find Kira, by the way. All everybody. of it. Um, all of the things. All we of the share things. all of the things. I work online as well. So yes. if there's any of you living... Because we do we have a lot of international yes. listeners. So virtually available, physically available for all our WA peeps. I was thinking like, God, I, I think I was trying to think like, man, I cleaned up my wardrobe when I had coronavirus last week, the week before. Oh, God. And I threw out so much stuff and I was so proud. But now I'm still thinking that's not enough. Kira would still not be happy with how much I've still got that yeah. I don't wear that are lurking. There's so many lurkers. Ah. <laughs> Kira's not going to judge you. There's so many lurkers. There's so many lurkers. You Kira. are. Oh I. She's sitting there. Self-combusting. Like, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just giving you some information. It's yeah. what you now you do just with it. Jumped Shit. off the cliff. I just shared with you some high-level behavior traits that I see at work. Yeah. And you've unraveled. You, yeah. I've unraveled. <laughs> but I'm it, unraveling. But really. I'm unraveling becoming... in my Valley Girl talk. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shit. It's actually a Valley Girl oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to wrap it up before oh my Jess God. literally unravels <laughs> in front of us. Um, so like Jess said, we'll put all of the information that you need to find Kira in our show notes and on Instagram. Do all of the like, share, subscribe, follow, share it with your friends, share it with anybody who will listen. Because and if you go see Kira, tell her that we sent you. Yeah, because I want to know it. how many people. She'll love it. She'll yeah, love, it. love it. All right, we hope you have a fabulous, fabulous week. week. Take care. Bye.